This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath, the drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. What we do is take a chapter of the Bible, read it, spend some time in the Word, then I and my co-host come down to a studio we have here in the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center. We read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. My co-host today is Pastor Christian Hurston. How you doing, Pastor? I'm doing great. Good, Excited man. to be here. Always fun to get to do the Bible study with you and just continuing kind of the way that I go through the Bible myself in my own time. It's yeah, fun. sounds cool. Yeah, it is cool. So Nick's here too. How you doing, Nick? I'm doing good. Yeah, man. Yeah. You got your mic on. Everything He's ready like on the mic. That was good. <laughs> Don't you breathe in that mic. Yes, yeah. sir. Okay. No. <laughs> Hold your breath for the next 30 minutes. Yeah. No. Well, very good. He did it. Let's listen. Let's listen. Okay. Ah. Is that working? Yeah, it's working. Awesome. So we got that recording. Doing good. Hey, welcome, everybody. Tell them how to get involved. Yeah, the easiest way to get involved is through our app, which we're continuing to update. It is working great, and it's just titled East Coast App. You can find that on Apple or Google Play Store. You can also go to our website, which is eccc.us, ecccc.us, and you can get info, events, past sermons, the Morning Breath Devotion Guide, or everything that we've got going on with East Coast. You can also follow us on social media where we have something every day, kind of encouragements and things to keep you just going along throughout the week. And that's on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Or if you prefer, you can call the church offices at 321-452-1060. And we would love to either email or mail out a devotion guide or anything you would ever like to know about East Coast. Absolutely. So we got a lot of things going on. Just yeah, we a real, do. A real quick fill in. We want to welcome you back to live services. Got Absolutely. them going on at all our campuses. It's been incredible. Yeah, it really has. And we'd, we'd love to welcome you back. So if it's you're out there been going to online and, and you've never been to a, one of our uh, buildings before, come on out. We'd love to have you. And if you haven't been in a while because of the pandemic and all that, we'd love to have you. Uh, there's room for you either as a first-time guest or a returning uh, part of the family here. Yeah. We'd love to have you back. Yeah. What else is going on? Family Fun Day is coming up. This is the drive-through edition. It's going to be on October 31st, which is a Saturday for Halloween. And we're doing this at Vieira High School from 11 to 2 p.m. And this is like a touchless candy distribution where you can drive up in your car. It's going to be really fun. We'll have different stations from different ministries at East Coast. All of our campuses will be represented as well as different ministry groups. So TNT and Mezzanine and the worship team and different groups will be handing out candy and having a party. So we encourage you to come out for that 11 to 2 p.m. at the Vieira High School. So it's just like you're just going to drive through the parking lot and they're going to put candy in your window. Will it be yep. anything to see? Or, yeah, there's going to be different stations that have like party and themes. Oh, and you actually okay. get to vote on which one you think is best. Ah. So we'll be competing amongst ourselves. I, I've heard of some cool different themes, maybe like a Jurassic Park theme, maybe oh. a space theme, uh, maybe Keith different was stuff. involved in the Jurassic Park one? Yep, yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And what were you thinking about? So it's space because TNT does a lot of space. So you're thinking about space? Yep, so we're thinking about that. And there's maybe Titanic. You could think about, you know, Jack on the front of the boat with Rose. Yeah. And, you know, that's mezzanine. You oh. know, that's the right age for it. Come on. Oh, yeah. You're telling me mezzanines are young adults. So, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so there, there'll be so some we, funny stuff. We send all our young adults to get married. That's yep, where they that's go. what happens. If you want to meet your spouse, hey. it's the place to do it. 
And then we've got another one we're going to do. It's going to be on that same night, and it's Concert in Cars, Fall Edition. So it's going to be Saturday, October 31st at our Parkway Worship Center in Merritt Island. And the service is normal, 5.30 to like 6.30, but then we're going to be doing a trunk or treat in the parking lot as you leave. But this service is going to be on the porch. We did this back during the pandemic, and it was really neat. So you can be in your cars, experience the service, and then get some candy as you're going. Yeah, and we're praying for under 80 degrees. Yes, come on in no rain in the name of Jesus. Ooh, come on. Come on. Yeah. It's yep. good stuff. That's where we're at. Also, we do invite you to check out our Monday video podcast with Pastor Matt and Pastor Jessica. Yeah. Love to have you for that. Well, let's get into it today. We're in uh, John chapter 19. Yeah. And pretty, pretty good size chapter. 40, 41 verses. I'm going to read through 22. Okay. Let me see. Yeah. 22. And you are going to read which translation? New Living Translation. Uh-huh. I'm going to read New King James. I'm really? Yeah. You sure? Always. Okay, it's a good one. I'm addicted. (laughs) All right, I must say it to you. Read, sir. So then Pilate took Jesus and scourged him, and the soldiers twisted a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and they put on him a purple robe. Then they said, Hail, King of the Jews, and they struck him with their hands. Pilate then went again, excuse me, Pilate then went out again and said to them, Behold, I am bringing him out to you, that you may know that I find no fault in him. Then Jesus came out, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, and Pilate said to him, Behold the man. Therefore, when the chief priests and officers saw him, they cried out, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, You take him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and according to our law, he ought to die because he made himself the son of God. Therefore, when Pilate heard that saying, he was more afraid and went out again to the praetorium, went went again into the praetorium and said to Jesus, where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. Then Pilate said to him, are you not speaking to me? Do you not know that I have power to crucify you and power to release you? Jesus answered, you could have no power at all against me unless it had been given you from above. Therefore, the one who delivered me to you has the greater sin. From then on, Pilate sought to release him, but the Jews cried out, saying, If you let this man go, you are not Caesar's friend. Whatever, whoever makes himself a king speaks against Caesar. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he brought Jesus out and sat down in the judgment seat in the place that is called the pavement, but in Hebrew, Gabbatha. Now it was the preparation day of the Passover and about the sixth hour. And he said to the Jews, behold, your king. But they cried out, away, for, away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, we have no king but Caesar. Excuse me. Then he delivered him to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus and led him away. And he bearing his cross went out to a place called the place of a skull, which is called in Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him with two others, one on each side and Jesus in the center. Now Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross. And the writing was Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Then many of the Jews read this title for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. 
Therefore the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write the king of the Jews, but he said, I am king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. Verse 23, When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they divided his clothes among the four of them. They also took his robe, but it was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. So they said, rather than tearing it apart, let's throw dice for it. This fulfilled the scripture that says, they divided my garments among themselves and threw dice from my clothing. So that it was what they said. Standing near the cross were Jesus' mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother standing there beside the disciple he loved, he said to her, dear woman, here is your son. And he said to his disciple, here is your mother. And from then on, this disciple took her into his home. Jesus knew that his mission was now finished. And to fulfill scripture, he said, I am thirsty. A jar of sour wine was sitting there. So he soaked a sponge in it, put it on a hyssop branch and held it to his lips. When Jesus had tasted it, he said, it is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up the spirit. It was the day of preparation, and the Jewish leaders didn't want the bodies hanging there the next day, which was the Sabbath, and a very special Sabbath because it was Passover week. So they asked Pilate to hasten their deaths by ordering that their legs be broken. Then their bodies could be taken down. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the two men crucified with Jesus. But when they came to Jesus, they saw that he was already dead, so they didn't break his legs. One of the soldiers, however, pierced his side with a spear, and immediately blood and water flowed out. This report is from an eyewitness giving an accurate account. He speaks the truth so that you also may continue to believe. These things happened in fulfilling of the scripture that says, not one of his bones will be broken, and they will look on the one they pierced. Afterward, Joseph Joseph of Arimathea, who had been a secret disciple of Jesus because he feared the Jewish leaders, asked Pilate for permission to take down Jesus's body. When Pilate gave permission, Joseph came and took the body away. With him came Nicodemus, the man who had come to Jesus at night. He brought about 75 pounds of perfumed ointment made with myrrh and aloe. Following Jesus's burial custom, they wrapped Jesus's body with the spices and long sheets of linen cloth. The place of crucifixion was near a garden where there was a new tomb, never used before. And so, because it was the day of preparation for the Jewish Passover, and since the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there. Amen. Huh. Yeah, it's. Uh, I feel on one hand, you know, when I read this portion of Scripture and, and ask God, you know, to speak to me, on one hand, I feel like when I study it, I'm being a bit clinical yeah. about an incredibly painful, yeah. you know, emotional, uh, just a crazy event. So, you know, it's it's a little bit difficult to just sort of break these verses down and yeah. without first acknowledging the incredible impact of what's going on here. Jesus dying for the sins of the world. The and, weight of it. Yeah. yeah, the weight of the whole, what's going on in the chapter, even... You think about when man sinned originally and didn't didn't listen to God, listened instead to you know the serpent in the garden. The one of the the curse things that that brought forth were weeds, and and that you would be fighting it. Yeah, and it's interesting that really thorns are part of that whole weed thing. Yeah, 
there were, I don't believe there were thorns prior to the curse. Yep. And uh, wow, that's what he bore on his head. Yeah, he bore shoved into his head. Yeah, yeah shoved into his scalp, and they uh, hit him on the head with a reed after they put the crown on him. So you know, you've got shoving the thorn on and then whacking it every once in a while wow. with with a stick. But the point I was making there was the sin of the world. He care. The Bible wow. actually says he became sin for us. Yeah. Um, Part of that is emblematic yeah. of of the sin of the world, wow. and even even the thought this morning crossed my mind of they had to pull out of the earth the metal that he had put in the earth when he made the world to build the nails to yeah. to drive Tried through his feet hands. and the yeah. tree that he grew by his creation. word wow. he spoke that tree yeah. into existence and all of those things yep. going on there pretty. I don't know. Just uh, I just want to acknowledge the maybe the depth of the of the chapter before maybe we got into the yeah before you start digging yeah. into little things of it and then thinking about the fulfilling of so many of these prophecies Crazy. too, like that a bone wouldn't be broken, he would be pierced in his side, he would be hung on a tree. Like you think about that is that that was a distinctive Roman style of death. The Jews would stone you to death, and I in a little bit of study I realized that the Romans had taken away capital punishment. 30 years prior. That's about the historical time frame. So, and you look at the scheme of history, they weren't able to kill someone on their own without Roman permission near the time of Jesus's birth. But yet here it was fulfilling the prophecy that they had to have Pilate involved. And it was by the way of the Roman death, which when it was written in the book of Isaiah, crucifixion didn't exist. You know, this idea, it's just so remarkable when you slow down and really dig this apart and think, wow, Lord, look at the big picture of what you did here and don't rush past it. Yeah. And I mean, you know, even that, you know, the power of the prophetic word that God spoke, we look at it and you could look at it from one angle and say, well, the prophetic word that was spoken was shaping all these things and actually making them happen in the way they did. Or you could look at it that because God is outside of time, mm-hmm. all he did was step and looked at this. Wow, that is. Then went back 4,000 years and wrote it through Isaiah. Wow. You know, um, there's a lot of ways you could look at that whole yeah, picture. Yeah, I never really do that, but that's a cool, I think we can understand that in the way that we look at modern movies with time travel and yeah. thinking about time not yeah. being linear, yeah. but thinking it, oh, well, this wasn't as difficult for him yeah. because he could just see the whole thing. Yeah. He's out to, to, uh, the way I helps me to understand is that for, for someone like God, God is outside of time. So it's almost like when you look at your Bible, you can turn to the old Testament or the new Testament. You can turn to, you know, what John had to say in his gospel or in any of the little Johns in the back. Yeah. And that's the way God is able to go with time. He's able to turn the pages of time because he's outside of time. He made time yeah. as a container for human life and, and, you know, mankind. You know, even putting the sun in the sky and creation, all that, yeah. 
that was just a time that was timing. Yeah. You know, and all of our timing is built off of, you know, the sun and yeah. when it rises and when it goes down and all of that stuff. So, yeah, God's outside of it and, you know, can move around anywhere he wants in it. Yeah. And it's pretty, pretty crazy. It's powerful. Yeah. There's something that really jumps out to me in this whole chapter. And it's something that my dad taught me years ago is this could look like such a dark, dismal chapter. If you just open up your Bible and read this, you'd be like, I feel defeated. Like yeah. we don't see the whole story. But when you look at the whole scheme of things, you realize this is setting up for the greatest moment of victory oh, in yeah. history. Yeah. And my dad taught me this is when I was struggling with any like negative thoughts, whether it be, you know, inundated with before I was a married man, you know, sexual thoughts that I didn't want to have or, you know, something coming against me is he had learned to meditate on this moment in this scene that the devil thought that he had a victory. He's like, I got him. He's on the cross. He's dead. He thinks he has victory, but it's a setup for, for Jesus to go to hell, take back the keys of the kingdom and have ultimate victory there. And I learned this, if I'm struggling to sleep, if I'm needing to take a thought captive, if I'm just needing to displace something in my mind that I can't move past, I meditate on this moment of thinking about him being whipped and making that walk to Golgotha and carrying the cross. And even I, I've seen the Jesus film probably a hundred plus times in my life because it was a main evangelism tool that my family used on the mission field. So I've seen it countless times. Like I could storyboard it right now because mm -hmm. I've seen it. Sure. So it's very easy in my mind to just picture those scenes mm. And I have had the best sleep of my life when I meditate on that. I've wow. been able to take thoughts captive. I've been able to get victory immediately by just displacing that other thing. And that's where when I read this, it could be dark, but I'm like, nope, I know what's coming. Yeah. And it's really become an idea of this is celebration for what God is going to do. What looks to be dark, God is going to work out for the good. That's a beautiful thought, man. I'm, I'm going to use that. I could use that last night. Yeah, I couldn't sleep, sleep last night. I, I yeah. don't know. I, I don't hardly ever struggle to sleep. But yeah. I laid there for a long time last night and yeah. uh, kicked some things around. I'll start drooling. It doesn't take long for me when I start oh, walking no. down that, that road, you know, yeah. in my mind. And it goes quick. Very cool. So as you've thought or meditated about this, have you ever thought that any more about the title on the sign, Jesus of Nazareth, the mm. King of the Jews. Have you ever thought more about that? Not or? much. No, I know that the Jews wanted it down. Yeah. Claims to be. And he said, no, I'm leaving this up in three languages. Yeah, in three languages. So we know that it was, uh, it was the day before the Passover and the big one, you know, the, the Sabbath, the big one being Passover. Yeah. And so people were flooding into Jerusalem. Yeah. And so here's Jesus and these other two guys hanging on the edge of town. And by the way, the capital punishment, Roman citizens couldn't be crucified. Yeah. It, it had to be, you know, kind of the scourge of the earth. Yeah. And generally, a lot of times, revolutionary type people. Yep. To make an example. And it could have well have been that the two guys next to him were actually involved with Barabbas and yeah. the whole thing he did. Yeah. But anyway, uh, they would actually put their crime above their head. Mm -hmm. And here's the reason that they would do it in Roman law is, uh, you know, as all these people are walking by, public execution is as much a deterrent yeah. to those who are watching it as to those who are, you know, more so even than those who are killed by it. Yeah. And they they want people to be afraid that if they ever— do any, you know, 
dissension or, you know, they're involved in a rebellion or they're involved in something wrong, they'll be arrested and crucified yeah, for it. And it's a horrible way to die. Yeah. And so it was a deterrent because it was out there in the face of mm-hmm. the people walking by. And so Jesus' crime was Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. And that was the only fact that turned Pilate, I think I counted seven times. He tried to turn him loose. Kept trying. Kept trying and trying. But let me just whip him and let him go. Let me try these things. And they're like, no, yeah, crucify, and, crucify. And that's another thing about the scourging. Jesus should have either been scourged or crucified. Not scourged and crucified. You know, crucifixion is, you know, okay, ultimately you die for it. Yeah. Or scourging means you get beaten and released. Yeah. And so he even, you know, went ahead and beat him and then said, let's, let's release him. And everybody said no. But he tried several times. But this was the thing that did it for him. And it was the charge against him, Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. And so really Jesus was tried as a political criminal. And so he committed a political crime and was charged. And I just think that's interesting, the society we live right now, yeah. all the political stuff going on, and yeah. it's like, oh, it's a firestorm of politics going on in the world today. Yeah. And uh, just our Jesus died for political sins. Yeah. And we need forgiveness in that area in our country. You know, there's no doubt that we've got, we've got a lot of issues and say, well, I'm not my party, and say, well, then you must be the party of the not involved or something, because yeah, everybody's, everybody's got it. Got it. Yeah, slinging mud. Nobody's yeah. clean in this thing right now, yeah. man. It's crazy. It is wild. Anyway, I just thought it's interesting in the political season we're in right now, which yeah. we're encouraging everybody vote, you know, vote your conscience, vote, vote your Bible. Uh, very important thing to do. But uh, in this political seam, season we're in right now, that he died a political yeah. criminal. Yeah. And even in verse 11, he says, Jesus said, you would have no power over me unless it was given to you from above. So the one who handed me over to you has the greatest sin is he's just acknowledging that all power comes from God. Mm -hmm. And we see all throughout the New Testament, even the Old Testament example of God has put these leaders into place. God has a planet ultimately. And Jesus is saying, you think that you've got this power and control, but really this is God's plan and, and he's got it and we can trust him in the system. And so if you're feeling super anxious about the elections, you're anxious about what's happening. I mean, I'm hearing talks of revolution. I'm hearing people talk about, we need to turn this whole thing over. Let's burn it to the ground and start over. It's like, hey, those are heavy words. Like they're saying this on news stations and on broadcast in a way to where it's like, this is wild. You don't know what you're saying, but know that God, God's ultimately in control. We need to trust him, but we need to be submitted to him for really his, you know, his heart to come to fruition. Yeah, we definitely have issues as a nation. Every nation does, of course, because it's run by men and women. But I. I, we always made an effort of taking all of our children to the mission field when yeah. they were kids yeah. and tried when they were teens yeah. because of the value of seeing what's really going on around the world uh, yeah. as, as compared. And you had a lot of experience with that, you know, yeah. growing up in, in, uh, you know, a missionary family and yeah. all that, like you were Christian, but how valuable it is to really see what's going on in other parts of the Eye world. Opening. Yeah. Total shock. <laughs> Yeah, you don't realize until you get over to a different country, especially like being born in Haiti and seeing the oppression and the corruption there or other places in Central America and, you know, throughout the world, it's just like, oh, my goodness, look what we have. Like, 
it's just, it's total eye-opener. Yeah, my dear friend uh, Mike Black, his wife Pat, uh, in Guatemala right now, they're still basically completely locked down yeah. as a nation. Yeah. And uh, it's a tough thing to, you know, not have a way to make any money. I mean, when, it, when I said lockdown, you you know, anybody in a any sort of industry is having trouble making a living unless yeah. they're in medical or food. Yeah, yeah that's it. And uh, then you don't have any money to buy the food. And, yeah. uh, their their church has not met since February. Wow. That's an incredible thing. And yeah. I know churches in New York City that haven't met yeah. since February. Yeah. And uh, as for where I'm at on all that is I, I think, I do think the government overstepped their bounds in mm-hmm. closing churches and, you know, uh, taking uh, control of that Give area. Give some liberty I don't think, I don't yeah. think that was... Uh, I don't think that was right. So if you want to put me on record for that, I'm on record for that. Yeah, we'll stand on it. Guilty. Yeah. Guilty as charged. So what else stood out to you in the chapter here? You know, I think just looking at the big picture, you got to read the whole story and your life is that way too. Don't pull a single chapter of your life mm-hmm. and just make a judgment on it. As you see in the whole picture here, as I alluded to, is that he's going to die, but he's going to raise again and give us victory. And so when you are a believer, you can stand on Romans eight twenty eight that we know that all things work together good. for the good to those who love God and those who are the called according to his purpose. So hold fast and know that God's doing it. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira and Coco. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior, we offer free estimates, and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531, that's 454-4531, Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. The Mezzanine Church for Young Adults. Pursuing the presence of God both locally and globally, The Mezzanine meets at East Coast Christian Center every Sunday night at 7 p.m. 
Call 321-452-1060, extension 133, for more information. That's 452-1060, or visit mz9.org. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you. Uh, I just want to close with this thought. Um, in this chapter, Pilate, uh, it says he took Jesus, scourged him. The soldiers put a crown of thorn on his head. They put a robe on him. They struck him with their hands. Uh, other gospels say they hit him with a rod. And then Pilate brings him out, stands him on the porch in front of everybody, and says, uh, I find no fault in him. And uh, behold the man, he, he says at this point. And you've got Jesus beaten. The Bible tells us he was beaten beyond recognition. Yeah. That means if you looked at him, you wouldn't know it was Jesus. He was uh, staggering in need of mercy. And their hearts were so hard to just say, no, go ahead and kill him. Yeah, crucify him. Um, the world we live in today needs more mercy and grace yeah. and kindness. And uh, be kind to those around you and be merciful to those around you. The Bible says that, you know, a lot of times we receive what we give. Yeah. And that ain't karma, baby. That's truth. Yeah. God bless you. Have a great day. Good word. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.